This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington. Welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Metallica will be broadcasting a new concert at drive-ins all across the country. The only restrictions are you must practice social distancing, wear a mask, and under no circumstances are you allowed to smuggle in Dave Mustaine in your trunk. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Hey, we are live. Welcome to Metal Injection Livecast. It is Rob here with my usual hosts. I'm here with Darren 3D. That's me. I'm here with Noah. Hello. And Sid. Hey, <laughs> And we have a very, very special guest joining us for the start of the show. Let me fade the music as I give him a proper intro. He is the frontman of Avatar, Johannes. Thank you so much for staying up late. Well, glad to be here. It's so fun how different the energies are that are colliding right now when I'm in this <laughs> evening Zen mode, mode. You know, I should light some candles and everything, and you guys are, I guess, early evening, afternoon, yeah. something. 6.30? Yes, it's 6.30 yeah, where more. we are in New York City. Yeah. It is 1.30 where you are. Yeah. In the morning. Yep. So we're exactly. keeping you up late. And that's and, absolutely uh, fine. I, I, I might give the most interesting answer to whatever you ask that I've done for this album in this delirious right. date. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Middle of the night truth serum. Yeah. What time I, I do you be, usually I want to be sleep? on record now and comment on your Kamala background and oh, yes. commend you on paying the respects there. Uh, I usually, I, I've, I've been getting, I've been dealing with this whole this past months i don't know if you guys noticed but there's a pandemic going on and <laughs> oh over there as well yeah well if we're, where you are they probably acknowledge it unlike our country well you're in like, sweden though right i am in helsinki in finland oh, okay, in finland. Oh, okay. Uh, so since it, it's going on six years now that i live here okay um no but uh i think that has one way of dealing with it has made me quite strict on certain regimens that by usually at this time I'm asleep nowadays, which is very metal. <laughs> uh, so, well, you know, sometimes it's the, the unmetal things that are metal, like early mornings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to go against the grain in any case. I guess, exactly. I guess so. Exactly. I, it, all in all, I feel like one of the big words that defines what metal seems to be about for most metalheads is individuality. That's a hard word at one thirty. Uh, individuality, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so to do whatever the fuck you want, including getting in bed on time and going up early and walking the dog, hail Satan! You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I wake up at six thirty in the morning to walk my dog, basically every morning. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't care if you're metal or not. He want, he wakes you up and tells you, "Daddy, it's yeah. time." Is he asleep uh, right now? Can you? Can yeah, you he the is. Dog? No, the dog is not here. Dog oh. and wife are tucked away. Oh. And uh, yeah, dog will say, "Dad, it's time." Wife wakes up and say, "Yeah, daddy, it's time. Take the dog out." <laughs> the, the the shit smells the same whether you're too metal to walk him or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just as warm. Exactly. So, so it is a very interesting time with everything going on in the world, and you guys, Avatar, decided to release an album mm-hmm. <laughs> in the midst here. Give people something to listen to. The album is called Hunter Gatherer. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, 
Um, I really love, you know, you guys in general with your <clears throat> music, you know, your albums offer quite a bit of variety. It's almost like hmm. metal musical theater in a way. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that as, as a compliment. And I feel like with, with the newest album, there's a renewed focus on like heaviness. Yeah. It, uh, it still has the signature theatricality that you guys are known for. And I, I love some of the melodies and like the kind of like European influence, like like old song, mm -hmm. like sing-along songs that you kind of throw in there. <laughs> uh, but then you guys get like super heavy too. And it, it, it's very, very fun. Tell us, tell us about uh, how it was making the album. Well, the heaviness... That was by design from very early on. I like because Avatar Country was everything that it was. It meant we get certain things out of our system. There was a certain, I guess, purge that happened with it. As we had started to joke around so much towards the end of Feathers and Flesh, and a lot of seeds were planted where we now like, where we at that time decided to, hey, let's see if we can do something funny and uh, let's. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no let's and like, yeah. Let's see if we could do something funny, and let's write this love letter to old school heavy metal that that you know we had felt we had inside of us. Uh, so that made the album kind of lighthearted and pretty, you know, dragon slaying. I would say. Uh, and since since we got it out of our systems, one, pretty much right after we left the studio. Uh, we kind of looked at each other and said, so next one's going to be real heavy, right? Yeah. So there was kind of this aesthetic choice was made way, way before we were figuring out what this album was going to be and what the songs were. Um, we knew that. And we knew that it was going to not be a concept album because originally Feathers and Flesh was supposed to be the concept album and then we would move on because at that time we wanted to do it because we had no idea what what it meant to make a concept album that was you know we did it for the for the sake of the challenge but then avatar country was you know the only thing we could imagine doing at that time so that meant two concept albums in a row third time it would have become a, a crutch or a new like a weird hindrance a formula so we went you know, from Sgt. Pepper to White Album or something like that to compare it to a band on, you know, equal footing with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so those things we were very clear on early on, but then everything else was kind of left open and it was just important to trust the process and make sure there was time for the process. The true prior albums, um, well, Feathers wasn't done in a short period of time, but it was so much that needed to be done for it. There was a lot of crunch time at the end. And Avatar Country was only crunch time because we had set a very specific goal for it, realized, yeah, we can pull that off in a couple of months and panicked, but you know, at the same time being totally inspired. This time it was like, okay, we don't know exactly what this is gonna be. We could, you know, like we're gonna make a metal album and it's gonna be, um, Heavy. We said heavy. Okay, cool. <laughs> and so then what we, by design, made sure we had a fairly long journey this time with it. So we had a lot of time to just write by ourselves and doing deep studies of our own belly buttons and uh, 
then make sure to have a couple of you know deep dives where we gather and work and sound collectively got to rehearse it for a month which is nowadays not as easy to do as it was back in the day so everything got to take its time and it grew from there like the vision it was weird there was a sense of that we had direction from early on but it was like a having a picture in front of you that was blurry like slightly out of focus and writing songs meant to adjust the lens until hunter gatherer emerged and i some of the melodies are very very catchy too uh, including the 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 vocal melodies and i wonder like how do you work on that stuff do you kind of come up with the melody first and then like you know have words fit in or it all comes together at once it's uh i guess it's from a song to song basis um a secret door as the vocal melody is the melody of the riff but just you know different chords underneath um their melody came very early for that reason but i guess that is because it usually starts with the guitars um and uh, mel- vocal melodies come with a whole vocal package all at once pretty much and that you that that tends to happen as a reaction to to the riffs like speaking of the beatles earlier like as far as formulas goes or principles in our music I think that the shortest way to describe how I personally, and I think I would speak for all of the band more or less with this, that you can narrow down what our songs are all about to two bands, Beatles and Black Sabbath. Sounds nothing like it, obviously, but with Black Sabbath is the principle of the riff. If you do metal, it's all about the riff. Everything starts there. And which is a very simple truth that we all know, but at the same time, when you write, you can, sometimes get to lose that in the shuffle and the secret to the riff is the groove like you figure out which pieces of drums to hit uh, at what time like if you take iron man best riff ever or on that list of greatest riffs ever imagine that in some kind of some rockabilly double tempo drums and it would be the worst riff ever so creating those grooves is where it starts and if you create those and once that sits the way where it's supposed to sit that should mean that it does something to you emotionally and paints a picture and then the vocal lyrics everything happens as a reaction to that you know it the music has to resonate with something going on in here Uh, so vocal melodies happens as a reaction and sometimes very quickly organically and then sometimes I think Scream Until You Wake had three different choruses that were pretty similar to each other. That made it hard to choose towards the end. And uh, Child, the verses there. The chorus happened like that in no time. But the verses, I think we also had like three, four different versions of it before it found a proper home. So we, we actually have some uh, fan question. And uh, if you right. want to <clears throat> ask Johannes a question, you can give us a call right now. 213-WIDE-NUT is the number. 1-213-943-3688. It's the number to speak to us. And we have Kyle uh, wondering if the song Gun is an anti-war song similar to one by Metallica, and if it's based on someone that you personally knew. 
it sounds deeply personal, and Kyle is very curious uh, to find out more. Because uh, he's a well, gossip queen. <laughs> Mr. Brochslowski. Uh, <laughs> it's not a literal gun, or it can be, because it's more than anything, I would say that song is about trust and about losing. And the word losing fits better than the word loss for it. Um, it's a. Uh, I don't know, a way to summarize it would be to say that it is a vulnerable song about vulnerability. But basically to to put trust in somebody else or to, you know, uh, that means th that can be weaponized against you, I guess. And uh, this is, uh, you know, on, how do you say it? Some kind of emotional lamentation, <laughs> I guess the words are, for... Uh, uh, on that, you know, that you've been hurt really bad. So, yeah, not literally about gun violence or anything. I, it's, uh, we don't have much of that here in Finland on a day-to-day -day basis, or Sweden for that matter. So, no, it's more something in between people, more relationship-oriented, I would say. Got it. Uh... And you know, you guys are a very visual band. You like are known for your uh, big productions, and you've mm -hmm. been kind of parked. And uh, are you like, how has it been uh, being in a band and realizing like you have to kind of reassess what the band will be doing for the next year, and kind of schedules are out the window. And mm. is is it a time to be extra creative, or or just a time to? to kick back like like you, how are you promoting the album while you know being at home other than obviously doing interviews like this well i'm wearing less pants while promoting this album <laughs> than i have this always a goal um, in life <laughs> uh, and I, th I think all of this the fact that we aren't going to tour for quite some time still uh it hasn't kicked in properly um, because we've been doing, you know, I'm doing this all the time and we keep trying to come up with things we can do to continue feeling like a band in the meantime, including that, yeah, I think our social media presence have, has increased quite a bit throughout this. We start to do, John started to do drum playthroughs and instructional videos, same for the guitar, same for some bass stuff is coming as well. Just figuring out what can we do in the meantime and what, solving the problem of filming two music videos before the pandemic hit realizes realizing that there were issues in both that we need to come up with new stuff realizing that when i'm back in finland and the other guys are in sweden and i can't travel over so okay i guess it's green screen in the living room time and try to <laughs> create stuff under those limitations so yeah it's been very creative and uh, and I see it continuing being very creative. Like we were supposed to have had a pretty long break now anyway from touring. Like the idea was to put the album out and let it exist out there for a while before hitting the road. Because again, the last two albums, we were one week deep into respective tours in support of those albums before they came out. So release date came and went kind of like, was that today? It's out now, you know, like, so we wanted to create, you know, 
to let people get to know the songs and get familiar with it. So it would have been less touring this year. Anyway, up until about now. Right now, I'm, I guess, one week into the US tour. That is not happening. And, but, and the brain has understood it, and, but just I'm still, I guess, emotionally in denial about it and try to see the benefits of it. It's, you know, dog and wife and I haven't spent this long period of uninterrupted time together since, no, since we got together. So, you know, take that as a positive, I guess. And I'm, I'm sure you're watching so much more wrestling now, now that you have all this. No, time. it's terrible now. It's oh my God. <laughs> all of it? You don't like any of it? Or just, you just don't watch WWE? Uh, no, I, I put on and watch. If I put, watch something, I, I become I watch something from 1984 or something uh, mm. right now. Number one, like it's so I have. I'm a big fan of performing arts in general, or and the art of performing arts, the art of being on stage, whether it's comedy, magic, pro wrestling, then yeah, in a ring, anything that has to do with communicating with a crowd to do to go, go out there with a plan, but have that being a living, breathing thing that changes depending on what happening happens with the crowd. Wrestling without an audience is, I don't know, like a strip club without an audience, like a, like a magic <laughs> show without an audience, like a, you know, you can do certain things you can do without people there, but uh, wrestling, it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Like- I uh, totally understand. So I kind of, I, I did watch WrestleMania this year, uh, or parts of it actually, after it went out. And uh, yeah, those cinematic things were that they did were god-awful, <laughs> I thought. I agree. Uh, they got a lot of praise, which I was shocked by. I thought they were, well, one it, was really way worse than the other, but they were, they were yeah, I and that, that weird one was at least weirdly enough, so it was intriguing at the time, but and was only after that, so... You know, I was drawn in, but then it left a bad taste in my mouth. And then, I don't know, you need an audience there. Otherwise, you get kind of caught up in, like, they're just pretending to fight. You know, which 100%. Is, which is kind of the point yeah. and the charm of it when it's done right, you know, to lose yourself in that. But, yeah, no, I, I just can't. And they're doing a poor job anyway. I think what's going on right now would have been bad with an audience as well. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not looking good. So what is your entertainment? Like, how do you, like, when you're not doing the band, how do you entertain yourself? Uh, well, we've been watching, we, you know, we had the director's cut, Lord of the Rings Marathon one day. Um, you have the, I exercise way more than I ever had, I guess. Uh -huh. You know, there's a pull-up bar always up now. <laughs> uh, so, and... Uh, yeah, you know. How's it? How's it doing your podcast? You just watched the crow. Oh yeah, yeah. We we tried to be a bit more regular with a podcast we're doing. My wife and I. Um, thank you for exactly. Thank you for reminding yes. me of plugging things. By the way, we also have an album out, and my name is Janice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's called Metal Break, and uh, we do interviews or. Yeah, it's been mainly interviews in the last period, but we, you know, play around with the concept of it, just the culture of the subculture of metal. We actually did a one episode a while, quite a while back now about the connections between metal and wrestling, for instance. Um, 
and yeah, could spend some more time on that. And we did a watch along where we we stream ourselves for our patrons, like we stream ourselves while watching a move and sync it up with people like three to one go and we watch it together and then talk over the whole thing and she chose the crow and i'm gonna choose and i choose the next one it's gonna be this is spinal tap which is the greatest mo- most accurate documentary about bands ever made <laughs> and that's the true it's banned on many tour buses <laughs> oh really yeah people it's can't a, take the joke no, it's just too hits too close to home because every band has those, you know, funny stuff that happens, but also those pathetic moments. <laughs> like being in a band can be there's so many pathetic, pathetic things going on. Also, huge or small bands is all the same, you know. And everybody has had the version. Everybody has gone and lost on the way to stage. Everybody has had the, you know, the cocoons that won't open or and then <laughs> closes on it. The that, mini Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of those things were in a way based on, I guess, Rainbow and Black Sabbath stories. But um, specifically, um, the cocoon thing, we had a thing happen like that to us. Like we had one of those little risers on stage that was, you know, round and painted like the thing that elephants would balance on in the circus, whatever it's called. And then we would have this, like a shower curtain, a kabuki drop. And I would magically appear there in the beginning of the show. After having done that 400 million shows in a row, we decided to put Jonas inside of there instead and start with a different song. <laughs> that particular show, it didn't fall. The, the yeah. drop didn't work, you know. So you had the majestic intro, then nothing, then nothing, then nothing, then Jonas walking out, standing next to it and starting to fall. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the and truth. It, did you did you sabotage that so that you would look like you did it much better? No, but it, <laughs> it was hysterical though that of course it happens the one time we do it differently. <laughs> and you have if I that or I don't know if this counts as Spinal Tap. This is almost more. Was what was that movie called? Bad News. Uh, that I ripped a seam in my pants. Sp- speaking of the new album, the new outfit is way more adjusted to be worn on stage comfortably except that it doesn't breathe at all mm-hmm. but uh, the these outfits we had for avatar country the the pants were very no stretch no give in them at all and i did a deep squat on stage at some point while singing and the seam ripped from the crotch up to the lower back was it a lenny kravitz situation no it was yeah but reversed so the back <laughs> and i didn't that was laundry day and on tour, that means no underwear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I seen a gif of a woman of that happening to a woman in a tight dress. Uh, so it was that. And luckily, I ha- I had you know the frock, and I started to do this crab walking. No one, I I've, I've been looking through, you know, combing through the internet for footage of this. No one saw it, including the band. And I, you know, my frock is hanging in the way. But I need to get off stage and get help with a guy from the crew with it to at least tape it up or something. And he doesn't understand what's going on because I need to be as far enough off stage so the audience cannot see me showing him the issue. So I kind of push him into the wall and he thinks like, what did I do? He's going to kill me. And I grab his head and show it basically into my ass because it's dark and I need to make sure that that he sees what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then he starts taping me up with black gaff. I go up on stage, start, you know, 
lift, take a step, it falls off. Go up, get it fixed over and over again. His face, and it's so dark, and has this tiny light. I guess he holds it in his mouth while taping. So he's he's up there, and that goes on between every show, between every song, and last before the last song and we ended with king welcomes it's avatar country so we would switch to white jackets i get off don't find mine so turn around hendrick in the dark puts on my my jacket instead of his own and i'm the biggest guy in the band so i cannot wear his so it's just that thing of no costume change your ass is hanging out <laughs> and it's you walk like a crab and and still somehow has to pretend that everything is awesome and that's why again and no one no band puts that in the documentary because this we all try to sell something but uh you know so spinal tap is the closest thing to the truth you'll ever get from any band you don't want to have the assless chaps show uh in your documentary that's probably not a good sell no exactly but you know it's yeah well, wow. if you want to use this segment for like the bonus features of your next DVD, feel free. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so sad again that no footage. And what disappointed me, because then as soon as I get to show the band, once we get off stage, all of us and like, so this happened. Of course, we laughed. So, you know, <laughs> the jaws hurt and tears are running. But it was such a missed opportunity. Like on that tour, also, me and John had tried to make each other crack up. Uh, you know, during the, the, the shows and we've been dangerously close because we got the two best instruments for it because if you laugh, you can't sing, you know, you just squeak and do weird sounds. You cannot sing. And playing drums, if you laugh enough, you, he becomes all weak and can't play either. So we've been try, tried for a year to sabotage each other's shows. And if he <laughs> would have seen this, I would have won oh. forever. So it was a missed opportunity. But does not count as a win if you didn't do it on purpose? Yeah, fair enough. Still, <laughs> it, it still was a sacrifice involved in it yeah. since I stayed on stage. I, I don't know. I, I would have taken it as a win. You could have told him you did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Check this up. <laughs> <laughs> that for the next tour, you have to have tear away butt in your pants. So you just, if you yeah. turn a certain way, just... I'll contact, <laughs> I'll contact our seamstress Michaela and have her work on a surprise some velcro yeah, yeah there you go yeah I love it well thank you so much Johannes for hanging out with us we will let you go to bed snuggle with your wife and dog I want to say album. one thing real quick oh, sorry, before you plug the album uh, I know you were joking before kind of self-deprecatingly saying that you're not on the level of the Beatles but I want to know did the Beatles put out an album this year? I didn't hear about it, if they did. True. So, Avatar 1, Beatles Zip. Well, yes, that's true. However, then, you know, uh, release week means Google yourself week. And uh, <laughs> that's terrible. And uh, when you look at, you know, iTunes sales and stuff, and you kind of jump up, you know, the album is, as far as I can tell, I wait for a grown-up to tell me if it's true, but it seems to be doing fairly well for being us. And then you just look who are who else is on that list and who's beating you. And it is, for instance, the Beatles. Mm -hmm. But they've been kicked on, so, you know, they didn't release an album, but their stuff has stayed relevant for, yeah, over 50 years now. 
Beg to differ. I, I need to see these numbers. What's what's their methodology? I'm not buying it. Well, so I don't know. Beatles are still to imagine that having you know writing and releasing something and then it stays in the charts for fifty plus years. So when when that happens then I won't need to, uh, maybe if that happens with this one, then I won't need to release an album in 50 plus years. <laughs> well, the album you just released is called Hunter Gatherer. Please everyone go listen to it, stream it a few times so we can get above the Beatles in the charts. Yeah, let's beat just, the just, Beatles. Yeah, let's beat the Beatles. And also- I mean, no, no Avatar members ever worked with Kanye West. Just a thing like that, you know? <laughs> It's a great that's point. Worth, that, that's worth a couple of. That's worth a few. Yeah, yeah. downloads. That's worth. That's worth a purchase, in fact. Yeah. Uh, and the the podcast that you do is called Metal Break. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out as well. And uh, Johannes appeared on my other podcast, Squared Circle Pit, a few years ago. So we can deep dive into your wrestling nerdum if you'd like to do that. That's in our archives. Check that out. Thank you, Johannes. You. Any final words? Well, thank. You. Um, good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, all of you. It was an absolute pleasure to be on here. It was worth staying awake for. No more, oh. no more hyped up. <laughs> Go take the dog. The coffee. the coffee is kicking in. That means it's time for bed. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. What, right. what a lovely fella. Yeah. Bless his heart. Always so positive, and like all the interviews that I've seen of him, especially in the pandemic, he's always giving some kind of like positive token to walk away with. Very yeah, he was he was very, and also he's very honest, and uh, and I like oh, that. that he's like very forthcoming with his with his answers. Yeah, vulnerable, like he said about that song. We're talking about new releases. I want to mention that next month, the Ocean will release their eighth full-length album, Fanerosic 2, Mezo, Mezo, Mezozic. Rob, before the show, you asked me to sound these out for you, and I did, and it's like I didn't, like you didn't hear me And it's so funny, because I was like, oh yeah, like this, it's- Mesozoic and Cenozoic. I totally got it before the show, but now (laughs) all the pressure of the bright lights have messed me up. It's like your own pants just spin back. Rob, are you wearing assless chaps? Stand up. I am not. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> All right. Someone else say it. Mesozoic. No. Phanerozoic. Two. Phanerozoic. Phanerozoic. And in 2018, the ocean released Phanerozoic Part One, Paleozoic, the first half of the sprawling but superbly cohesive paleontology concept album. Now the group close. Yeah. You're close on that one. I'll give you paleontology. I got it. Now the group is ready to release the eagerly awaited concluding parts of the Phanerozoic. <laughs> Damn it, my brain. Phanerozoic. Thank you, Journey. Journey. Please stop listening to me mispronounce these words. Check out the ocean. Check out their proggy. Corey, wonderful stuff. Purchase a copy of the new album now at metalblade.com slash the ocean. I think they purposely titled their albums that way so that I mispronounced them. Now, Rob, I, I, I hate to harp on the mispronouncing, but I think it's pronounced pierogi. <laughs> no, it's the ocean. The, the ocean. No, it's actually theosin. 
The Ocean. The Ocean. No, just kidding. Metalblade.com slash The Ocean. No, it's The Ocean. <laughs> Great band. Uh, well, um, that was fun. We do want to mention our phone number, 213-WHITE-NUT. That's the number. Give us a call if you're listening live. And live would be Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Pacific. See, I got that one right. And I do also want to mention, if you want yourself a little extra live cast, you can always check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. Uh, five bucks a month gets you access to all of our previous bonus episodes. We do at least one a month. We've uh, we've got two this month. The first one that was just posted last week uh, was, uh, oh no, it was almost two weeks ago now. Wow, time is just flying by. Uh, it what, what was it? What do we do this month? Princessa. Princessa. I'm still flustered from the ocean. But yes, <laughs> we did a whole episode about Mike Francesa. And he, I laughed so much. I laughed almost twice as much as a normal episode. And uh, the cheeks hurt. We spent an entire hour uh, dissecting Francesa clips. And I do mean dissecting them. And uh, previous episodes also available uh, for the same $5 a month price point. Uh, uh, it's all included. All the bonus episodes are included, including our watch-along of Danzig's movie, Veronica. We have a, a watch-along of Motley Crue's The Dirt. We have a watch-along of the Na uh, Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan, which was a unbelievable Mr. Nanny. Santa with it? muscles. Oh, Santa. Oh, they're, they're all Come the same. On, man. Santa with muscles. I got to side with Rob on this one. They are pretty much all the same. <laughs> Johannes did Mr. Nanny on his podcast. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's right. I was confused. With uh and, and there's a lot of really really fun uh episodes and we're going to also be doing a chat a, a zoom hangout for our patrons later this month we did one already and it went swimmingly yes yes Can we do later this one? month and uh i believe uh by the end of this week we're gonna have another patreon episode up we did a watch along of the pilot episode of a 90s drama like no. a like an hour cop long show. Yeah, cop like show. A, a, an cop hour comedy. long cop show called Tag Team, starring the late great Rowdy Roddy Piper and the not late but great Jesse the Body Ventura. So good. And and the show itself is terrible, but they're great in it. And watching it was amazing. And yes. there's even like old 1992 commercials. It was really fun. Uh, that'll be up uh, this weekend, I believe. So plenty of great stuff on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. Bless your hearts. This is a nice treasure trove of content there mm -hmm. now. I've been doing this for almost a, over a year, almost a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Doesn't Sid also write about his favorite TV show? Yeah. Yes. Every I always I forget to TV. mention this. Yeah. Go ahead, Sid. TV primer of things that I have either just watched or are coming up in the week. New stuff or... Stuff that I just caught up on. Yeah, just a little little text. He's a regular Siskel. Well, they're both dead, so whichever <laughs> one. Is Rover still alive? Like, huh? Is, is Rover still Yeah, probably. The replacement is, might, is already getting up there. Yeah. Yeah, Ebert is the one that had his uh, face yeah. destroyed. 
but he lasted longer than Siskel. Siskel died first, right? Siskel died relatively young in his 50s, I think. He was like a cancer or something. Yeah. Well, well, they both had cancer, right? I don't know. What did I don't know if Ebert did, but I assume that's what that was. God, I hope it was a little flesh eating bacteria. What else could it have been? But on that lovely note, go subscribe to our Patreon and hear some funny (laughs) entertainment. Next month's episode, we eulogize Siskel and Ebert. We discussed varied uh, celebrities that have succumbed to cancer. (laughs) That could be a long fucking episode, man. (laughs) Well, I do want to mention a little bit of metal news. What? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Sid. But uh, sorry to distract from the cancer discussion. Well, someone in metal has cancer. That was a big announcement this week. Oh, really? Oh no! Who? Dio? Oh my God! Not Dio. Entombed. Oh, that's true. the 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 old singer of Entombed, the singer of Entombed AD, and uh, it's I believe it's terminal cancer. (laughs) But he caught it in a bus terminal. Is that what that means? Oh. Uh, but uh, actually, Converge, they just put out an EP of Entombed covers, and they're going to be donating all of the earnings to his, uh, LG's, that's the singer's, uh, GoFundMe. Were they, Very nice. Were they already planning to put that out, or did they put that together since he announced his condition? Oh it did in like three uh, hours. Yeah, that's like strangely <sighs> convenient timing. No, no, no! It's a, it's an old uh, seven inch that they put out that they released digitally for the first time. Uh, they they cover Wolverine blues with different uh, vocalists, so they have uh, uh, Atha Gates, Tomasa, uh, or whatever his name is. <laughs> My brain is fried right now. Are we uh, sure? Lindbergh, are we a hundred percent sure that they didn't? They weren't looking for like Corona revenue streams and wanted their old. Uh, stuff to be relevant again, so they put like plutonium in his lunch sack or something. Oh my god! Is that possible? <laughs> but they're donating all the proceeds to his cancer fund. Right, but it's still a PR. Oh, but they're Very still getting PR. the publicity. I don't know. I'm going to give Converge the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. <laughs> right enough. before this happened, though, they did drop a big investment in Blue Cross Blue Shield, though. <laughs> so it all comes back to them in one way or another. Sneaky motherfuckers. Uh, the news that I wanted to talk about, though, was Metallica. The good news is Metallica have announced their first show of 2020. The not-so-good news is it's coming to a drive-in near you. Uh, and, well, that uh, could be seen as good news because they're not infecting anybody. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, in that sense, yes, it is very much good news. Uh, but so basically Metallica have announced a a drive-in concert that it's going to be at the end of this month drive-ins all across the u.s and canada will be playing a new original performance from talica uh and uh basically they're going to be recording something at a venue specifically for for this drive-in show something new and mixing it and mastering it while on stage it's not going to be live. It's going to be like they're going to go and perform next week and then edit together a very fancy video and then broadcast oh, that. Oh, so you're not really uh, going to see the band. You're just going to see them like on a projector? Correct. They're not going to be live at every drive-in in America. No. Because this, this is one night only. 
every drive-in, they're sending a tape. Oh. Now you're saying, all right, well, I mean, it's a night out. Uh, it costs $115 per car, six-person maximum. Wait, they're selling cars for $115? You can see this? That sounds it's actually It's BYOC. Reasonable. You got to bring your own car. Oh. Okay. But to I enter, mean, you need a car. I guess they're just figuring that they should charge as much as they would if this was an actual concert. Because you think, like, two tickets to a Metallica concert would be about that much, right? Sure. They would be double. One ticket would okay, be Okay, so then I guess if you're some guy, maybe if you're going to lots of Metallica concerts, you look at this as a bargain. Uh, if you're, like, a deadhead of Metallica, yeah. like you go around the country. I mean, who else would really go to this? But you're really going to just see a movie. It's not going to be the actual band. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that, that's, that's kind of my feeling on it. Like Metallica, every week they have been posting uh, a full live set from their archives. Uh, some of them are recent. Some of them are from the 80s. Some of them are from the 90s. Some of them are from the 2000s. Uh, Cover all the decades, Rob. <laughs> uh, none from the 70s. Uh, but actually, if you go to uh, this website, metalinjection.net, oh. we have them all. Also their YouTube page. But, you know, we get some ad revenue if you go to our website but anyway so you have all of this metallica concert footage for free they released a movie with like blu-ray level audio and hd video like this video is not gonna be better than the concert footage in their movie they're putting out snm2 uh which is another concert film so it's like who you're like you said like who would go to this? I don't get it. I love Metallica. I want I want them to do well. It's <laughs> I'm just rooting like for those underdogs for a night out. Yeah, it gives you yeah. something to do. Just like we talked about in our COVID concert series, uh, you know, like who would go to see Dokken? But yeah. it's just people in that area that just want to see anything. Right, and I mean, look, this is a much safer experience, and I've definitely considered. Doing a drive, I've never gone to a drive in movie theater. Oh, really? I remember I saw uh, the movie Stakeout with Emilio Estevez for some reason in a drive in in Long Island. Interesting. It was was a terrible movie, but it's a fun. uh, It was him and Richard Dreyfus, right? Um, It was just very alien. I didn't hear you. What did you say, Sid? It was was Emilio Estevez and Richard Dreyfus, right? Yes. And I think Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, I think well, that's right. Wasn't that another stakeout? That was the. Stakeout. Oh, that's right. Oh, so who was the first stakeout? Let me look it up. Mm. Go ahead, but go but ahead. yeah, no, it was uh, very odd. Like I felt sort of participating in a bygone culture, and this was the '80s already. But it felt like, hey, we're doing something quaint. That's like a throwback, you know. Madeline Stowe was in the first oh, stakeout. Okay. Late '80s, early '90s heartthrob, Madeline Stowe. Yeah, well, she's very Brian Ben Ben. Really? I believe so from HBO's Dream On. Dream On fame, yeah. Brian Ben Ben. Yeah. I used to play coverage. cards with this guy named Brian, and there was a guy who would walk in, see that guy Brian, and go, Hey, Brian Ben Ben! How you doing? <laughs> oh my God. Every time. Every time. Walk in, hey, Brian Ben Ben! I don't know it's why. So specific. You were probably the only one who got the reference. Yes. Like, did Brian even have any idea who Brian Benman had, was? Well, the guy kept saying it, so he asked me, what the fuck does that mean? And I explained who Brian Benman was. <laughs> but if you want to know why he's saying that, other than you both named Brian, I have no... Why he chose that Brian, you know, not Brian <laughs> Bosworth, you know. Just that Brian. Brian. 
that, yeah, that no one's heard of in like a hundred years. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I don't like. I mean, I guess if you and your significant other or your friends, but the other thing with the drive-in is like the driver can't get drunk, can't get blasted. One of you's like, I gotta be sober. What? What's life anyway without impairing your uh, economy? Go to, go to a metal show sober? Who does that? Uh, but also, Wait, but you can have sex in the car. <laughs> well, How about that? can you can. You can have well, sex in your car parked in your driveway too. Yeah. Why do you have yeah, to pay you have ten to, fucking dollars? Yeah, put, put a Metallica CD on. <laughs> you probably do hand stuff at the drive-in. I don't know if you're going to do full-on sex. Like, yeah, you'd have to like lower some seats. Yeah. Yeah. Not with that attitude, Sid. <laughs> um, hand stuff. Yeah. That's just the first thing I thought of was grease with the fucking. You know, yeah. Well, that's you how go it together, like little hand job. But so, like, look, it's a two-hour. It's a two-hour concert. Who wants to sit in their car for two hours? You know, yeah. like it's not comfortable to sit in your car, especially the altachaches that are going to go to a Metallica show too. Fifty-five-year-old average fan base. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm. I don't know about this one, Metallica. You're not going to go, Rob. I'm not going to go. Are they comping you? Could you get free? I don't think so, because it's no. it's not like. You know, it's the 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 movie theater that would lose out. They can go. They can uh, go. They get their have They can get their joint pain meds and then the drive pick them up and drive by the uh, the drive-in theater and get some Johnny Rockets. <laughs> or you can just park on the curb of the drive-in theater and watch the movie from the outside for free. <laughs> you don't have safeguards for that. I just walked by, there was a drive-in movie in Greenpoint, and I walked mm. Bruno by it, and I just stood there and watched. Well, all I didn't the other stuff inside paid for it. I'm sorry. I, did, I didn't know they had uh, drive-in theaters in the five boroughs. That's interesting. It's I think it was thing. like a special thing for like uh, independent films. Oh, okay. What movie was playing? Something about uh, teaching kids about recycling and stuff like that. So Boring. I didn't have to stand there for, for long. All right, we found a drive-in movie less likely to be attended than the Metallica one. <laughs> let's, let's go to the drive-in and sit in our car for two hours to see kids learn about recycling? What? Yeah, I think we discovered why they didn't have built-in safeguards to not let pedestrians watch this movie. <laughs> like, please, walk in, drive in, scooter in, whatever it takes, bike in, city bike. Geritol and also now do you have to turn your car off because it's hot out no you have to have your car running because it the the audio plays through your speakers oh, oh. So my god if you so can what? like idle your car i guess that's how you're supposed to you suppose i don't know in the old days i don't know how maybe they do it via streaming now i have no idea but you're supposed to they we used to be a, an am radio station that the that the driving theater had access to, they had a mini bro radio station that they could broadcast from. Right, right. Only, like a low range. Session. Yeah. And you would play it through your speakers and you'd have to run your car and you'd hear the movie that way. So that seems like disgusting then if there's hundreds of cars just idling. It can't, I can't imagine they still do it that way because the audio would be so shitty. And if Metallica is like promoting how great like the mastering and blah, blah, blah on this is, there's got to be something better than streaming it over your car radio well, or even well, streaming it from a device in your car 
I would I would I would assume that if you if they sh- did had some updated version like streaming it where they could directly stream it to you like it would sound good through your speakers wouldn't it at least it wouldn't be AM radio it would be better than AM radio but it still wouldn't be worth paying over a hundred dollars to go to a drive-through for this high fidelity audio product and then just listening to it like you would like Sirius or whatever like I guess since they're in the open air they can't blast you know IMAX speakers out into the world you know because there's people living there and stuff yeah that seems like a no-go for me I'm gonna cancel my purchase I just want to hear this recycling movie. Can we do a watch along on this recycling movie? <laughs> Patreon next month. Okay, I'll, I'll get the name of it. <laughs> I want to see that and a double feature. Be cool about fire safety. Remember that one? I, used to I get don't. The commercial. You don't remember the fire set? used to run like 47 times an hour. I remember Smokey the Bear. Yeah, I Yeah, sure. And, and I'm not a chicken guy. or a turkey. Oh, sorry. Native American guy that had the single tear yes. coming down because yes. people were, were throwing garbage in the park. Yeah, no litter. But that that guy was an Italian, by the way. Fraud. Was he really? Yeah, he was oh. not an Native American. God. Fake news. Fuck. Rob, you okay? Anybody. Yeah, I'm trying to read like the uh, uh, drive-in rules to see if they mention if. Uh... Ah, okay. So here we go. Yes. So it's a, you, it sounds like you do have to turn your car off because it says, prepare before you attend. To limit car battery usage, bring a battery-operated FM radio to listen to the concert. That tells me... Who like, has that? Uh, well, first of all, limit battery usage means they tell you to turn off your gas and, and then the only option would be to use your car battery to play your radio. So they're saying you know, limit that because obviously your car battery only has so many minutes of usage before it dies. Uh, so, you, so you're going to drive and bring your own FM radio and then listen to this concert. And bring on, your own generator like, a tiny and plug an air conditioner into it. <laughs> yeah. This is absurd. I'm out. Oh. I'm out. Yeah. Unless it's the f- recycling movie, then I'll I'll reluctantly what? deal with it. <laughs> By the way, I found it. The... Go ahead, sorry. I'm gonna walk over there and take one of the posters to get the name of it. <laughs> Just record it. Recycle it already. <laughs> I, I looked up uh, "Be Cool About Fire Safety." It turns Ooh. out it was a whole longer, like it's like a whole 30-minute video, like it, and it has a. It has a smoke detector played by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> what? Yes. An anthropomorphic uh, fire detector. Oh, new Rochelle. Sounds okay. Be cool about fire safety. If you don't want to get burned. This was definitely shortened into commercials because I remember yeah. seeing 30 second spots. Be cool about fire safety. If you want to stay alive, be cool about fire Telling you lots of cool things about fire safety. Yeah, hit did kids. you know that every year hundreds of kids are hurt in fires? But kids can do something. You bet you didn't know that Zoe There's some cool rules about fire safety. <laughs> and if you learn them, you could be a deputy fire marshal and even teach your family what to do. 
Fire safety's radical. Tonight's free deputy fire marchers kit with cool stuff to help you. Can you scan ahead and try to find Gilbert Gottfried? Or ask a grown-up to help you, and we'll send you one. Why was it always Pueblo, Colorado? Keep your eyes open, and if you see these, tell a grown-up right away. All right, back off, man. And you'll be a real superhero. Like a deputy fire marshal? Two minutes. You got him with matches, may have started it. That's This is like Wonder Shields of There it is. Most important safety devices you can have in your home. A smoke detector. Oh, yeah, no, I will. Here it is. Ow, I hate smoke. Who are you? See more smoke. Smoke detector. <laughs> the more smoke I see, the more noise I make. And I see more smoke coming from that toaster. <gasps> Thanks for warning us, Seymour. That's my job. <laughs> I hate smoke. It's disgusting. What else he sees? <laughs> oh, no. It gives me a headache. So whenever I see it or smell it, I make this noise to warn you. <laughs> they smoke. There may be fire. I also, <laughs> Billy. I saw you with those magazines under your bed the other day. You're a disgusting individual and you should be ashamed of Now, if you hear me chirping, that could mean two things. That could mean, well, all of a sudden you bought a bird that you didn't know. It's weird that Gilbert Gottfried, like this character is supposed to be somebody you trust. Because he's playing like he's a bad guy. Like, you, like yeah. don't listen to this guy. It's just know? his voice. I have, for the life of me, I will never understand why everybody cast Gilbert Gottfried as a kids' show voiceover star for like 20 years. I do not, and I love him. He's hilarious. But how did he get these gigs? He must just work really cheap. Yeah, maybe, I guess. But Jafar, that couldn't have been. Jafar! That could have, that had to be a big payday. And he's good at it. It's not like he's bad at it. It's just so weird. No, that, he was rightly cast as the parrot. He's a parrot. That's fine. But a smoke detector? I don't know. Who would you Hey, Jeannie, I overheard your parents both saying they don't love either of you. They're both <laughs> worthless. <laughs> Go and join the circus. <laughs> I'm a smoke detector. I detect everything. <laughs> Looks like a puckered know. butthole. <laughs> really? It looks just like Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, Sorry, Gilbert. Now, Sid, uh, you asked me who I would get to play the fire yes. detector, and I think I found the perfect person. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Where's in this house? Is ben Shapiro. It's conservative right-wing commentator, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> So, first off, let's mention this. Uh, Cardi B released a song this week with Megan the Stallion. The Stallion. Megan the Stallion. And uh, the song is called WAP, W-A-P. It stands for, uh, well, let's let Ben uh, tell us what it stands for. And if you haven't heard the song, here's Ben reciting the lyrics. Here are some of the lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. 
Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket <laughs> of a mop. I like that he has to P, P word is female genitalia. Make sure they make sure they know we weren't talking about like penis or something. For this wet ass P word, give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up, N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, oh. look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. It continues uh, along Come these take lines. a dive. Uh, it, and it gets it, significant. It, no, doesn't he sound like Professor Frank from The Simpsons? <laughs> I'm a good I, oh, Yeah. Oh, uh, P word. It's a P word. Getting a P word wet. It's significantly more vulgar. Like, a, a lot more vulgar. So Why is that blurred out? Away. I haven't seen Ask this, for... Rob. Can you pause it? Why? Does her tits out? Like, for real? Yeah, yeah her tits are like out, and pasties. then her nipples are covered. Yeah, there's pasties, but uh, the pasties are pasties. barely covering anything, you know? Okay, gotcha. So, 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 ride... so did Ben blur that, or is that... How yes, is that... yes. Oh. No, in the video, it is not blurred, in the actual video. Gotcha. Here's the other weird thing about this video. They put out the single... Uh, which is the explicit version of the song, but then the video has the censored version of the song. Have you guys heard the censored version of the song? No, I heard no. either. I heard the the explicit version. Well, I think it's something we've referenced on the show before, so I want to quickly play it. See if you can make out where it's censored. This is the, the the official music video, which is amazing, by the way. I highly recommend everyone watch it. It's a very tasteful statue. <laughs> the statue's breasts look more natural than Cardi's, sadly. I said certified freak, seven days a week, wet and gushy, make that pullout game weak. So the song is called Wet Ass Pussy, but they censored it to wet and gushy. What? That's that wag. It's wag now. It's not wap yeah. anymore. Yeah, you're dealing with some wet and gushy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet and gushy. Give me everything you got for this wet and gushy. Beat it up, baby, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this cookie right in your face. Swipe your nose. I mean, it's so silly. They're say, still saying the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, give me yeah, the imagery of a pussy. Understand. Like, what? And I like also, like, what outlet is still playing music videos that there needs to be a censored version of it? Exactly. And yeah. also the rest of the lyrics, like, you kind of understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's pretty... But, right, but it's... it's uh, Why is pussy it, the bad it's word? Su <laughs> it's suggestive. It's not actually saying a a any dirty words. Here's the explicit version. Also, the horse is more emphasized in this version. Seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Well, there are no princess Vitara, Elsa. You really ain't never gonna F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass P word. Did you pause it? Did you hear hey, he my had tuition a... just to... Pause it, bro. He had a he had a hover over whether he should say came. Or... Yeah. yeah, I love that pause. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't Wait, know if it was the go good back? came or the bad came. Go back. 
came. Now get your boots and your coat. Oh, you missed it. You missed it. Keyword. You really ain't never gonna F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat oh. for this wet ass P Maybe word. he actually took a breath for a second. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P Right, so this Where's is- Where's his hand? Guys. I think he's jerking yeah. off under there. Ah. Oh. <laughs> this, this is what feminists fought for. This is what the feminist oh movement was all about. Shut up. Now I want to point out, he's saying this sarcastically, but this is what feminists fought for. Yes, feminists fought for the right to talk about their own bodies without being judged, which you're not agreeing with. I'm not agreeing with Ben here. Like, I, I'm not, like, saying that. I mean, what he, position he's taking is kind of stupid, like. That, yeah, why know. is this a feminism issue and not a freedom of speech issue? Yeah, well, if it was, I mean, he's happy to invoke freedom of speech when it's yeah. something that benefits him. Exactly. Well, what, what, so what are you saying, Darren? What I'm saying is that I don't, I, I still think this is like uh, objectifying women to the benefit of like rich old white dudes, you know, and so you can't get away from the fact that. Who's objectifying is, Cardi B? Cardi She's the one who. They're well, objectifying themselves, but. Yeah. Right, but it's being exploited to make money for yeah. like rich people, for rich, rich white guys. So I can understand an argument where this is like sort of against feminism, but that doesn't mean that the two women themselves don't have a right to to behave however they want to. Like, I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong, but I can see why a real like good faith uh, yeah. feminist argument could be against this. Ben Shapiro is not that, though. Well, Darren, if you are following the other controversy behind this song, which is why she had Kylie Jenner on there, mm -hmm. Cardi went to Twitter to let all her fans know that this song is to present powerful, successful women. I mean, those are all her friends in the video. I got nothing bad to say about Cardi B. I think that she's great. Uh, I don't really dig her music, but I think yeah. she's a great person. I think she has great politics and all that stuff. So I'm not like putting her down, but I just feel like every time one of these songs come, comes out, I'm like, isn't this niche filled already? Like, I feel like we've heard this no. same song for like 25 years. that like Lil' Kim and um, Missy Elliott, like they're they're kind of saying like, well, well, they did that first, but I don't- Foxy Brown more than Missy Elliott. Yeah, Missy yeah, Elliott. yeah but also was that, was, well, like that was 25 years ago. Right, exactly. Well, it's not like that was the last, you know, example of right. this either. Yeah, there's Trina, there's our, our good friend, Kaya. There's HWA. I was surprised that? that Kaya wasn't in this video. She, uh, Cardi not, gave her a shout out, actually, yeah. on Twitter. She gave her a big shout. She's not I, big enough to be in the video, Noah, sorry. And she's got pre-existing conditions. She can't really be traveling <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, her neck, her back. I do want to mention that the internet being undefeated has already created multiple remixes of oh. Ben Shapiro doing the lyrics. You ready? Oh my God. Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. Certified freak. I said seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pull out game weak. P word is female genitalia. Yeah. 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 You effing with some wet ass P word. Bring a bucket and a mop. For this wet ass p word, give me everything you've got for this wet ass p word. Beat it up, n word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this p word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top if I want to ride. I do a kegel. Well, it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This p word is wet. Come take a dive. 
it continued uh, along these lines. It uh, continued uh, along these lines. Significantly, it's significantly more vulgar. Bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that D word. Really ain't never gonna F for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came and so, get your boots and your He deleted this pause before it came. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass D word. And if you say anything differently, it's because you're a misogynist, you see. You <laughs> think? <laughs> Yeah, I, how did he not know that was going to happen, by the way? He's been on the I internet. Think he He's did. a youngish guy. No, he did. He. I think this was his idea of intentional comedy, but... No, I'm uh, saying, like, how did he not know that it was going to get cut up and made us have a song made out of it? I'm saying, I think he did. He wanted to get he, ridiculed like that? I don't... Uh, Any publicity I don't think, is good publicity. Yeah, I like, like, I think he I think he knew it would be funny to hear him read these uh, dirty lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not sure he thought it'd go this far. But I think he he was fine with it. Like I was, I kind of checked his Twitter. I can't even yeah, check it out. Him, I do not follow him. But uh, mm. when this was blowing up, I checked it, and uh, and he he was fine with it. He he like retweeted one of the clips himself. <laughs> so I don't th- I don't think he he and then he even like he even made jokes uh, uh, beyond that about how like. He asked his doctor wife about the the vaginal conditions that Cardi B has that she's talking about. Yeah, because he's never actually of... experienced a wet-ass pussy. He, yeah, exactly. He that was an option. <laughs> it's like, what would be wrong with a woman that that would happen? Well, she, also, is she kicking at scabs? Why, why was there a pus, no, pus well, situation? You know what was really weird about that? Like, when she said it was a yeast infection, like, I've had a yeast infection one time in my life, and it caused a dry-ass pussy. It did not cause <laughs> Oh! Is that right? We baking some bread down there? Is that- well... <laughs> <laughs> like a sponge yes, cake? Very bread, dry. A marble cake. <laughs> oh, marble I'm cake is a little moist, blood. though, I would say. Marble cake's moist. I was thinking more of a sponge. Uh, what I do. I do. <laughs> well, uh, wait, Bobka's pussy is dry too. <laughs> oh, hold on, no. I just, I just want to clarify what Ben tweeted. So we, when we, you said hold so, on, I thought you were gonna go check. Me too. <laughs> no, 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 no. So <laughs> check the oil. So, no, I, I, I want to uh, just so people who aren't very online know what I, know what we're talking about. We're all on the same page. Let me just. Rob has to wet ass his mouth. Yeah, I, I got him. <laughs> uh, he goes, listen, guys, I fully <laughs> explained on the show that it's misogynistic to question whether graphic descriptions of wet ass pee is empowering for women. WAP is obviously an incredible, profound statement of women's empowerment, a la Susan B. Anthony. And then he goes on. As I also discussed on the show, my only real concern is that the women involved who apparently require a bucket and a mop get the medical care they require. Uh, My doctor wife's differential diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichomonas. So... Uh, it's pronounced Mesozoic. <laughs> it's the next ocean album. Mesozoic ass pussy. Well, that's how wet the pussy is. It's a whole ocean. <laughs> there's, dino- oh. there's, there's, there's dinosaurs in this house. <laughs> I like that uh, his wife told him that the only way for there to be a wet pussy is for, for a woman to have a yeast infection. Which, Noah, you have refuted that. 
Yes, I've also had bacterial vaginosis, and there was it's like a change in your pH balance, and it all it only affects the scent, not really the. Uh, what well, what did wetness. it start smelling like? Whatever they say, pussies smell like. Oh no! Uh, like a fish stand, codfish, something like that. Yeah. Um. So, how do you get rid of bacterial vaginosis? You just take you have a pill. To, no, you have to go tartar to the. Sauce. You have to go to the gynecologist, and she gives you tartar sauce to stick in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. See, it's kind of like an antibacterial paste that you have to squeeze in there. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. Wow! So it is like a tartar sauce packet. Yes, it was accurate. He knows all about it. If you're a gynecologist, let us know the process. Give us a ring. 213-WIDE-NUT. That's 213-943-3688. If you're dealing with some dry-ass pussy. Or wet-ass pussy. We want to hear about those stories, too. Yeah, whatever kind. <laughs> Call in, tell us about it, squat over a mirror, whatever you have to do. Tell us about your vaginosis. I don't know what the, the third one that she brought up is. I haven't had that one, but who knows what my future holds. <laughs> you get like a yeah. lunch card. You still got time. Yeah. You get a free uh, sub sandwich if you get all three. <laughs> you get free fish sticks at Arthur Treacher's. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very commonly... What is it called? Trichomonosis. <laughs> okay. Trichomonosis. Uh, uh, trichomonosis. Uh, I'm sorry, T word. <laughs> so it's apparently an STD, uh, and it causes a foul-smelling vaginal discharge. Sounds like a grindcore band. Genital itching, painful urination. Men have no symptoms. <laughs> of course. Wait. It's like with HPV. Women get cervical cancer, and men. Not so much. I guess they get throat cancer. Men pass it to women. No, that's true. Yes. If you eat, if you eat dirty pussy, you can get uh, the throat cancer from the HPV. I had a, I had a, I don't want to say a friend, but an acquaintance I played poker with that uh, he didn't show up for a while, and he showed back up, and he said he had throat cancer because of he he licked some dirty uh, dirty vagina. Well, let's not call. A uh, person with HPV having dirty vagina. I think that's yeah. a little demeaning. <laughs> I don't think that's really have a dirty vagina. Well, I had HPV and now I'm all clear. Okay, so what would be a good term I can use? Infected? Uh, HPV pussy. HPV pussy. Well, also I've got now, HPV ass pussy. Well, oh, the good news for the, the good news for, for future generations is that. You don't need to have an HPV gushy because there's a vaccine now. You can just have oh. a vaccine. I, Is it 100% effective? Or? Yeah. And for, uh, it's, it's like one shot for the rest of your life. Uh, for women not only? So or much. Oh, oh like, I don't know. For apparently, me. Apparently, there's like 35,000 strains of HPV, and that oh. vaccine only covers like a certain percentage of them. What? Way to be a bummer, Noah. <laughs> trying to spread hope uh. here. There's vaccines for almost, to spread. for almost everything. I guess HPV. just gonorrhea. Oh. Wait, gonorrhea is a type of HPV? No, I said I said uh, that's the thing that there isn't a vaccine for. Like, oh, Rob knows that all too well. Uh, 
like I think there's a herpes vaccine. Uh, I have not had any STDs, but I've recently uh, had these vaccines given to me because they were free, and I was like, sure, shoot me up. I'm pro-vax. Give me all the vax. You're no Jenny McCarthy or Bill. Um, so yeah, and of course with with uh, HIV now you can just take a little pill and it suppresses your 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 blood cell your yeah your transmission gotcha. goes down, your chance of transmission goes down to zero all by taking a little pill. It's crazy technology. Is this a live read? <laughs> for, for STGs? <laughs> no, for like for PrEP and for HPV vaccine. I, I didn't mention the dr- I didn't mention the names of the drugs, Sid. But way to just give. I guess maybe know, I'm the one doing the live. Free reading. exposure <laughs> prophylactics, just free True exposure. Value. Yeah. Also, we got another read here. Be cool about fire safety. <laughs> hey kids, it's a fire in your pants. <laughs> hey kids, your mother has HPV on her gushy. I was watching the bedroom. <laughs> It was gushing all over the place. <laughs> it's the same scent as carbon monoxide, so it still picks up on the detector. Hey, kids, remember, don't call it a dirty pussy, okay? It's just infected. Don't be a misogynist. <laughs> there probably is him doing a PSA like that somewhere. He, there's a PSA of any string of English words. He has said it into the <laughs> microphone. Oh. Uh, can I ask you guys, do you find hearing women rapping such dirty lyrics uh, attractive? Uh, I don't find it unattractive. It doesn't bother me at all. I just feel like someone already, like, I feel like that it's a very niche thing. And it's it's to the exclusion of women. Like, men rap about every everything. And there are women doing the same thing, but they're not promoted. You know what I mean? Agreed. And I have to say, I love raunchy uh, women rappers. That's nothing wrong with uh, it whatsoever. Not being judgmental. But I'd like I'm to see so more much more a fan of it uh, than male raunchy rap. Like, it's, it's so much more fun. Like, I love listening to old Lil' Kim records, mm-hmm. uh, Foxy Brown. Like I said, I, I think it's I think there's I think it's entertaining, but I really feel like where's like the Kendrick Lamar of of women being promoted to that extent? You know what I mean? I see. So you're saying the only women rappers promoted are ones that go raunchy. You're yes, saying, and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with those women. There's nothing wrong with Cardi B doing that, but I feel like there should just be more variety and more like I don't know, like in addition to that, not to the exclusion of it. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing a raunchy song. Is like, No Name a rapper? No Name? I, I've seen people tweeting about No Name, and she seems like a more, like, political non Yeah, is she getting that kind of... Uh, I mean, not to the level of, of Cardi B, but I definitely... She is a rapper. I've seen her a lot in social media. Yeah. I've never actually heard any of her music, but... Can we remember... In fact, the perfect example of this, remember The Brat... Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. brat was like sort of a fun, like you know, not raunch. And then she just later in her career just started doing little. Yeah. Like yeah. one of her albums, she just showed up like half naked, and so because you, she felt like probably you have to do that to get media attention. Yeah. Also, wasn't she like a tomboy at first? Maybe she that, was. Like, she was like a fun, you know, like fun, like party rapper with some kind of cerebral lyrics, somewhat. And then she just basically became like wet ass pussy too. I mean, I'd say like in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a good amount of like 
different kinds of female hip hop. But now, yeah, it's pretty much like that gets real publicity. It's like just this kind. Yeah, it's not that they're not out there. I mean, yeah. like I'm not up on every underground rapper. I'm not up on any music, to be honest with you, because I'm an old fossil. But I mean, I do like pay attention to pop culture, I feel like. And I'm I feel like I'm hit with like all different kinds of like male rappers, like, you know, yeah. cerebral ones and like sort of Arabish ones and then just straight up like dance stuff and you know like mumble rap and all that but you don't see any of that spectrum with women like what's pushed in pop culture is like just lick my pussy where's today's queen latifah you, you and i see even know she had a queen pussy latifah is still true. here today she's not rapping. who are you calling a bitch you and i see why we're like mc light where's today's mc light she was hardcore moany love there's no moany loves no anymore Maybe there are. I'm just not seeing it. I totally concede that point, but I don't think so. Moni, if you're listening, let us know. Send well, us let's see. Spotify the top. Links. I'm looking at the top hip-hop charts right now. All I guys. thought you were the top. What the fuck? <laughs> How far down do you have to go to get to a female rapper? Uh, oh, well, Savage. Yeah, which uh, is... By Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, featuring Beyonce. That's number six. That's the first female, and then number eight is ASAP Ferg, featuring Nicki Minaj and Made in Chio. Move your hips. But I, I think we could agree that Cardi, Megan, and uh, Nicki are all in the same category of yes, sex rap. Uh, and then there's a at number twenty. There's somebody called Saweetie and. The song is called Tap In, and the album art is her, cr- like, squatting down, and you see her back, so. Right. Well, there we go. Yeah. Again, I want to be crystal clear. I'm not putting them down for doing that. I think that there should be room for that, too. Yeah. And I enjoy it, if it's done well. But, like, where's the rest of it? Why is that okay, the only thing? Okay, there's Doja Cat featuring Gucci Mane like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's play this. Isn't she? Didn't she? I'll let you play it. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Sorry. I'll just do the sound. Ah. Ah. I feel bamboozled. There may be trouble ahead. Let's face the music Turn it off. And ah. Free to our grocery delivery Now with Prime Come on, man It was a Prime ad I mean, didn't do that do porn, though? Okay, this is also a sex song yeah. She did literal porn, though, I think Did she? Yeah No oh. That's fine Again, it's not. Uh, again, I'm trying to be as clear as I can. Like, I'm not against women expressing their social sexuality in songs and being overtly sexual, but it's like, where's something else? You know, like, yeah. where's where's the rest of it? It seems misogynist, and I'm not saying that Ben Shapiro uh, taking his tactic, which is just the actual saying of those lyrics, is misogynist. That's not true at all. Like, that's where he goes off the rails. You know, but I feel like. People exploiting this to make money is misogynist in a way. But would you say the same thing about like 
male rappers? Like, do they get the same kind of questioning? I would say that there's room to be a male rapper where you don't have to be overtly sexual. You can be, you can be contemplative. You can be, have smart lyrics. You can have like empty dance lyrics. You can have, you can have overtly sexual lyrics if you think that's what you want to do. And there's a, there's a niche for everybody to do that. Uh, but like I said, like there's no Kendrick Lamar of women currently like being promoted, you know? Unless I'm wrong, like, yeah, I am an old fart, so maybe, like, maybe I'm not seeing it, but. I guess Beyonce doesn't really rap, but wouldn't she be kind of? Yeah, but that's like, I, there's, there are, there's a much broader spectrum of R&B artists, I feel, than mm, strictly yeah. rappers, you know. <laughs> but she also is like, she has a much wider range than let's say like Cardi B does, but she still has like sexual and like very like, a lot of like mostly one note, a lot of one note romantic themes in there too, you know? How dare you? Don't you come for Beyonce. I think she's very talented. I'm not yeah. putting her down. No, no, I know. I'm just teasing. But uh, let us move on. Oh, that was such a fun discussion. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we've all said what needs to be said. I'm kidding. Give it the program. Well, uh, we want to visit, revisit an old friend. We got this uh, in the uh, uh, live cast chat. Um, we got a little uh, a look at an old friend who is not a fan of some mainstream publicity that they got. Let me load this oh, up here. I don't know what this is. What do you? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember now. Jimmy Fallon is not a fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> is this real? Did he really hold up this album? Yeah, right. We can't hear anything. Sorry, I should lower it. No, we can't hear anything at all. You don't hear the Oh, sound. you can't hear the sound. Oh. Correct. My apologies. One moment. So he wrote a song about not listening to Jimmy Fallon. For some reason, I thought it Wait, was. Is, uh, there, is there like a backstory to this Bangs track? Jimmy was, Fallon uh, must have played "Take You to the Movies" and made fun of it. Yeah, he's like uh, the Joker on the Murray Show. Yes. The Bangs. You're awful, Jimmy. <laughs> Rob, your head is sinking all the way into that WAP video. Nice. <laughs> You 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 were right in front of Megan's uh, actual pussy or gushy, and you have a wet ass pompadour. (laughs) What would be the clean version of pompadour to play on the radio? (laughs) Gompadour. Commodore. (laughs) Whack. WAC. So apparently, Jimmy Fallon uh, did in fact play bangs on his show. Uh, and then, uh, and then I guess he wrote a response to it. Uh, Thanks so for the response. Yes. And by the Thanks. way, the, the the response is just a parody of one of his existing songs. It's not even like yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy bangs. And this track. He's only got so many beats. He's not gonna waste a fresh Jimmy beat Pollen, on this. The one that he talks shit when he got nothing to talk about. Do not watch Jimmy Fallon show. 
he can learn to talk about cause he's horrible He starts talking about the boy bangs at his show He tryna make fun of me but no more Do not watch Jimmy Fallen show He got nothing to talk about cause he's horrible He starts talking about the boy bangs at his show He tryna make fun of me but no more Jimmy Fallen said my song was horrible You need to fix your hand before the show cause you look terrible You're just a clown making fun of people cause you got nothing to talk about That's why I'm out, not many people come to your show You're just putting soundtrack of people laughing, I don't know why it's for Don't play with my name, stop making fun of bangs I should sue your ass for playing my song at your show But I'm not doing that cause your broken hands look gross Do not watch Jimmy Fallen show cause he need to grow do not watch Jimmy fall and show See, remember he had that, like, situation where he, like, broke a glass on his hand And he had, like, the bandages all over his hand for a while Dude, that happened No more Do not watch Jimmy fall and show I gotta co-sign everything Banks is saying here This show is a nailing Banks at his show, he tryna make fun of me, but no more. Go get a doctor, Jimmy. You need to worry about your hand before you come to me. I didn't want the free publicity, but I still make fun of you when I come to your city. Should I Rob, say Jimmy do you realize Fallen that Jimmy, Fallen? Jimmy Fallon to Whatever Banks that name is. is like oh, you yeah. to Frankie yeah, Bear? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon to Banks is like Rob to Frankie Palmieri. <laughs> He's talking about the free publicity. Yep. I love that he took a shot at uh, he he took a shot at Jimmy Fallon for not having a live audience. Is that they, there is a live or, audience? I think I think the the implication is that nobody in the audience is laughing, so he has to play a laugh track. But they, I think it's more like they force them to laugh with a sign. Yeah, there's a screen that says laugh when you're yeah. supposed to laugh. They or heard applause, those people whatever. in from like the street, right? Yeah. Like they're just they're just tourists. I've been to the Jimmy Fallon show. Oh, it was it is it in L.A.? No, it's, it's, it's in New York. Was it here? Uh, what do I know? I'm a fucking Jimmy Fallon trivia expert. Yes. Come on, Darren. <laughs> no, no, your showbiz. Who gives a fuck what city they're, they're in? Um, <laughs> Could do that show from uh, from Afghanistan. You don't need to be anywhere. It's fucking <laughs> oh, studio. Now they are. <laughs> I don't want to send the roots yeah. to Afghanistan. They don't deserve that. That's true. Yeah, how did the but, roots agree to be on? They're so much cooler than Jimmy Fallon. It's a steady gig. Yeah, money. exactly. Yeah. yeah, they probably get Promotion paid very for money. their albums every night. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, if I was Bangs, I would have wrote a verse about him like laughing hysterically at the most unfunny shit that's ever happened, like every night consistently. Bangs like, probably you know, has never actually seen Jimmy Fallon show. He probably just saw the clip about him. I would be like, hey, hey, Jimmy Fallon, let's play a game that's supposed to be improvised, but everybody knows that you scripted <laughs> it out 100%. And then the celebrity does their bit, and you pretend that they did it off the cuff. You should you should reach out to Bangs on social media and be like, hey, if you want to do a version 2.0 of this song, I got some new lyrics for you. I'm doing Probably it right now. now. Hold on, let me get his. That, you pointed out like the thing that really annoys me about the show is they they Take play fun. these games, and it's yeah. like, oh well, look at us. This is all uh, off the cuff. Look at Ariana Grande doing this perfect inky Christina Aguilera cover off the cuff. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. How did oh. she do this with no practice? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I just immediately thought of like three verses of uh, a fish on a coffee table in the style of, uh, of Christina Aguilera. It just, just came to me. Yeah, what, what are the odds? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, but I do that love show those segments. so bad. I, I used say. to, I used to love. And I'm, what'd you say? Sorry. I do love those uh, karaoke segments where they. Make, yeah, it's uh, not that it's uh, so terrible. It's like it's just. It's, it's like contrived. stop, it's stop pretending. Don't lie to me and insult my intelligence that you just came up with that on the spot and you didn't rehearse yeah. that for three hours in the back. So give me a break. Is he's just also the worst. One. He's the worst interviewer too. Like I, I, I don't sound old again here, but I used to love. Like I used to stay up just to watch this night show, because like such cool things would happen. And then like what happened to it? Like it's such fucking trash now. It's like, yeah, it really went downhill like, after Jay Leno left. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to watch some of those old Johnny Carson ones, uh, and they seem very of the time. Like it didn't really grip me. That's fair. But it was still like, I understand why, but he was in the time, so he had to kind of be yeah. topical. But he's still way better at it. Like, the ones now are going to be completely in the time. Like, watch this in like, yeah. 2060. It's going to be the most dated shit you've ever seen. And most of these people, like, you would have Bob Hope come on this night show. Like, or like, like megastars. Who, who does the Tonight Like, the Tonight Show gets so many, like, B grades. They have big stars, too. But, like, I feel like it's just watered down with, like, Boring. Well, now also it's all synergy, so it's like people doing, you know, NBC Universal movies or NBC yeah. Universal shows. It's all very yeah. insular. It's like the uh. third lead from Superstore. The big, <laughs> the big guest for a night. Oh, that's more of a that's more of a lead guest for a late night with Seth Meyers. They, they have they have more A-listers. He on. gets one of the writers from Superstore. Come on, Rob. <laughs> He's not about the actors. <laughs> Well, one of the PAs of Superstore is going to be our guest next week on the Metal Injection Line. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not a PA. He's a grip. We don't get the PA. <laughs> um, that's right. We're going to have Sean back on the show. No, no, no. Um, but, Sean's a grip. Uh, <laughs> I grip a bunch of things, but I'm not a grip. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're kind of winding it down. This show flew by. I just looked oh at my it. I'm like, holy crap, show's I over. Holy but uh, thank you so much for listening and for always listening. And a big shout out to our patrons, like I mentioned. And I do also really want to mention if you enjoy the show, look, you've made it this far. We're obviously entertaining you. We're asking you for, like, we're being serious right now. Uh, we're asking for a big favor. Please give us, give us your wet ass pussy. <laughs> Give us your wet ass five star reviews <laughs> on your podcast app of show, uh, wet ass podcasts, please. Uh, <laughs> please rate us five stars on iTunes, the podcast app, on your Google app, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to us. Just take a second, uh, rate and review us. It really helps us. It uh, allows us to climb the rankings and, and possibly be more featured in those podcasts app. And uh, so, if, again, if you enjoy what you hear, it. It costs you nothing but perhaps a few kilobytes of data, which is really nothing. Just rate us five stars, okay? Please? Sid, ask. Ask Please. them. They listen to you. We're begging you. We ask for, well, we ask for some things. I wouldn't say we ask for so little, but we don't ask for that much. And this is like the easiest thing we're asking for. Come on. And also, we did eight years of free content without asking for shit. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. Come on now. And, uh, and of course, uh, I do want to mention our top live cast fans of the week. 
if you want to be a top live cast fan of the week, you just sign up to our Patreon at the $10 tier. You get access to all the bonus episodes I mentioned uh, previously previously in the show. And you get a little shout ski at the end of the show, which is right now. Do it as Ben uh, Shapiro. I was going to do it as Ben Shapiro. Oh, nice. And... Um, I even got, play even. I, 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 you, sound, now you, you really do sound yeah. like uh, Professor Frank. Yeah, oh, your hair, know. your pompadour completely disappeared when you just did that. It, it almost is. looks like I am wearing a yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> he is so fake with that fucking yeah. You know he does not kiss a mezuzah or do any of that shit when he goes. Sorry, I think yeah, like it's more like he's read the book enough where he's memorized it so he could like talk you down on that old testament. Anyway, I want to talk about our top live guest fans of a week. Eric, I bet you're really a feminist. Uh, Rabba Ganoush, aka Justin. The B word, aka Benjamin. Uh, I'll do Reno. And R. What does the R stand for? What's a dirty word with R? Cattle decaf. No, thank you. I'll have an extra strong. Mindy made his kippa. Is that a joke? Is that an anti-Semitic joke? I don't find that funny. It ain't smart. I don't think you can hear me. Lower this music. There we go. You want to hear your insults. Croc destroyer. Oh, I'm sorry. C-word destroyer. <laughs> Damn, I am, I is, I am, I is, I am. I don't know what that is. Jander. I don't like when people call you Yander. It's Jander. LaCroix. I don't know, is that some sort of seltzer? I prefer a nice vintage. Mm. The crustacean sensation, aka Godstomper. Ash Bosleyoff. Sounds Jewish. Dallas. Does not sound Jewish. Rob of Empyro. Then we have Shane, or as I like to call him, the S word. <laughs> and we have Here Goes. And then finally we have Hi Guys. It's Josh. Those are our top live cast fans of the week. I got through it. You got through it. We got through it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Hope you can join us. Till then, let's dance. Did we already? I guess. Music didn't make it. Here we go. Because I know what I'm doing better.